the one, two, three, testing. Sis, would you please stand and give us your name and what church you attend, if you don't mind? We always like to honor our guests in the body of Christ. God bless you. Before I get into this message, we have already said that we're going to do a series on the Antichrist versus Christ. We're going to be doing it uh, <clears throat> starting today, Wednesday, Saturday, and if need be, since it's such an in-depth study and an in-depth uh, spiritual map that God wants us to know, there's going to be a whole lot of scholarly spiritual knowledge. I just didn't say scholarly knowledge. That's theological stuff. But I said scholarly spiritual knowledge to get us to understand what God is saying in the book. Now, I must first warn you that what you've been taught is probably going to be incorrect with what's actually in the Bible. So I'm asking you to do yourself a favor and forget about your religion. And let's go back to the Bible and get some understanding of the Word of God because it's a plain mouth. All you got to do is be able to line up, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's how this thing is done, but it takes the Holy Spirit to be able to bring that forth. So, I want us to understand and just be aware of that. But before I go there... I still want to elaborate just briefly on St. Mark 14, verse 25, where we were with the communion. It said, Very I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom of God? That's what Luke 17, 21 tells us, right? So, Jesus was saying here that I'm not going to drink of this wine, this new spirit that I'm giving into you until we sit down together within the kingdom of God which is inside of you. Not way out there somewhere, but see, we drink this wine with God and we eat this bread with God constantly those of us who have entered into this kingdom of God that's inside of us. And Jesus is telling us here that, look, when you enter in through the church into the kingdom of God, then I'm going to drink this wine anew with you. That's what he's saying here. So those of us that understand what the kingdom is and those of us that have reached inside to touch that kingdom, guess what? We've been not only eating with God from the bread of heaven, and we've definitely been doing that here. But we've also been drinking 
of that spirit. That word drink means to receive. We've been receiving that which has been given to feed our minds with. Now, let's go to the book of St. Matthew chapter 24. And trust me, it is a whole lot of work up in here. But I got to set the stage first. I want you to hold your place in St. Matthew chapter 24. And I want you to go to 1 John, 1 John 4, verse 1, 3, and 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, verse 3, and verse 4. I want you to go there with me first. The title of this message is The Antichrist versus The Christ. Say amen when you get there, please. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, it says... Beloved, believe not every spirit. But it says, try the spirits, whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now surely we know that to be true. Well, some of us do anyway. Hereby know ye that, know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Has Christ been born in you? Because you're not going to be able to confess this until he is born in you. Your flesh. See, it's not going to do me any good for Jesus to be born in you. I got to get him born in me. Right or wrong? Because the Bible said let every man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling, right? Hmm. The Bible said let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Mm-hmm. So your faith can't deliver me. I got to have, huh? I say your faith can't deliver me. The Bible says in verse 3 here that and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is coming to flesh is not of God. We're talking about this Antichrist. And that is that spirit of who? Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come. Futuristic. Well, let's read the rest of the story. And even now already... Is it in the world? See, it's already here. That's why you can talk about God and you can talk about religion, but you better not come out the walls of your church and talk about Jesus. And see, here's where, because you're going to run up on, 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 on a prop. But here's where the Christian uh, family is going wrong and going south because they are afraid to speak the name of Jesus because on the outside because they are afraid of somebody's going to be offended and they're going to get called into the office and lose their job. 
Well, didn't nobody tell you to preach on the job? It's a, it's, it's a difference, see, to get to a, a person's heart and to a person's soul. I want you to work with me here. It says, verse 4, Say, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is well. Who's in the world? The what kind of spirit? Antichrist spirit. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if that's the fact and that's the case, why are we appraised? To speak the truth. If that's the case, then why are we afraid to speak the truth among and in among the assembly when we see things that are not right, but we go along with it? Where's the justice at in that? It's the same fear. You see, the Antichrist spirit always try to find itself in the church, too. Go to Philippians 3, verse 15 through 20. Philippians 3, verse 15 through 20. See, I want you to know what's going on with the Word. I don't want to read two scriptures and go to hooping and acting crazy. I want you to know what it is that God Almighty is saying to us. Do y'all agree with that? Amen. Is everybody in agreement because... If we are in agreement, then we can get something done here. Philippians 3, verse 15 through verse 20. This is what the word says. Let us therefore as many as be perfect. That means mature now. That means mature. Be thus minded. And if in anything be ye Otherwise, minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Do you understand what it's saying here? It says, if there be any other mind among the minds that are unified, then God will reveal that too. It'll be revealed. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. It's talking about unity of the faith. One mind. Not my ministry. God's ministry. We are his servants. Sons of God and daughters. He said, brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk, so as ye have us as for an example. In other words, God said, I want you to mark them that walk among you and see whether they're in the unity of faith or whether they are of the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist is that serpent, that whispering enchanter that causes problems in the church. That's the one that takes the weak and destroys them. That's the one. That's that Amalek spirit. You know, when they was coming up, when Israel was coming up through the wilderness, the stragglers, the weak ones, that Amalek spirit would always get them. It didn't go at the strong one. 
But there's always going to be one lagging to be gotten. And that's what we've been trying to teach the people to stay away from that whispering enchanter, that gossiper, that liar, that accuser, the one that likes to accuse the brethren. That's Satan. He's the accuser of the brethren. We're supposed, the Bible says, if you find your brother in a fault, ye that are spiritual, Galatians 6 1, ye that are spiritual, go to that person, restore that person with the spirit of meekness. Compassion, love, mercy, all that good stuff. But being careful yourself that you don't fall into the same kind of day. That means that you can go there too. Well, see that old whispering and channel. See, you, one thing you got to learn about the, the serpent, the Antichrist spirit. If it's going wrong, and if it's got a problem with the truth, then it wants you to have a problem with the truth. See, that, that, that spirit has already lost its wealth. Are you going to follow it and lose yours? See, it's already lost. But are you going to follow it and lose yours? See, that's the thing. As if God going to automatically restore you again. No, it's not automatic. The Bible says if a righteous man get caught in death in his sin, the soul is sinner die. The Bible says if you're going to be partakers of Christ, then you got to end with the same confidence that you began with. In other words, you got to endure this thing to the end if you're going to be saved. That's what the words say. I ain't talking about what denominational theology say. I'm talking about what God's words say. walk away from God anytime you want to. God going to honor your free will to go to hell if that's what you want to do. That's your choice. But you let nobody trick you. I'm tired of God's people getting tricked. He said, mark them. Verse, verse 18 says, for many walk of whom I have told you often. And now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Because when they hear the truth, they get upset by the truth. But when you're a child of God, when you hear the truth, then you know that if you obey the truth, it'll set you free. No, it'll make you free, the Bible says. There's a process here. He said, many of them won't. They're enemies of the cross of Christ. But look at what their end going to be. Whose end is destruction. Whose God is their belly. They got the I won't syndrome. They're running out of the I formation. Who, whose glory is in their shame. Who mind, what kind of thing? Earthly thing. For our conversation is in where? Heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's what our conversation is. Now watch what Jesus tells these boys that he is over here in Matthew. Watch what he tells. Watch what he tells. Over there, Matthew 24, chapter. 
The Bible said, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to do what? The what? Oh, they was proud of their little building, what? Uh-oh. There we go. The big boy finna talk here to us. The big boy. He finna tell us something. He finna tell you something about what he think about your big buildings. This is the word. See, I have people calling us all the time, talking, oh, you know, we got this fantastic building. We got this new job. I don't watch Jesus. See, that's what them disciples was doing. Can I preach up in here this morning? Hmm? Can I preach? This is what they're doing. What they are doing is, they trying to show and impress Jesus about earthly things. But Jesus is just said through the Apostle Paul not to mind earthly things, huh? Watch what Jesus said to him. And Jesus said to him, see ye not all these things, them same things that they be trying to call us to get us to get involved with. We're not getting involved with that garbage because you see there's no internal value to that. Let me give you a case in point. I was in North Carolina, me and my wife, uh, 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 Friday and Saturday, and here come this girl, she done spent $3,000 to have what they call a glorious anniversary at their little new life center for their pastor. $3,000 just to decorate. $40. What's them things to go on them? Tablecloth. Well, we go to, well, we go up here to, to, to Dollar Tree and get them for a dollar. She's, listen to what I'm saying up in here. Church, church gone crazy. Cause I'm gonna, cause, 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 cause when I finish, when I finish ministering to her, she couldn't do nothing but drop her head and say, I'm sorry. You see, see, what you spent $40 a piece for a tablecloth, we spent a dollar and it looked just as good because we just did that last week. You see. She take $3,000 out of her own pocket. Hmm. I say, that church y'all got it live right there among all them popo. I say, why didn't you take that $3,000 that you were going to spend on glory Man glory, yeah, yeah. Why do you why do you take that and just go down through the community and knock on some doors and just let God lead you to who he wanted you to buy a hundred dollars worth of grocery to? You understand what I'm saying? That could have took them three thousand dollars a long way, couldn't it? But the Bible says in the book of Peter that men are like grass. And their flowers or their glory is like the flowers of the field. Watch this. The grass withers and their glory fades away. $3,000, who? Just for a moment in glory for a man. <laughs> now what? Now what? Do, do I make... 
It's not the church ignorant. It's not leadership stupid. All these people out there hungry. Super stupid. Ain't helped nothing. That could have went a long way. I know churches that's got over a million dollars in their building fund, whatever kind of fund they got. And it's just sitting there. And they people starving. And the people in the community hurt. Where's God at in that? Look at his word here. Jesus says, you see not all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. In other words, Jesus said, this ain't going to last. This that you're trying to show me. Brother, I got a better way. Let me show you something here. I'm going to show you what the end time is going to bring you. He said, he said, we know that the stone, we can look at it in the spiritual and the physical, see? Because we know the building ain't going to land. We know that. See, your little glory going to fade away. Because a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and vice versa. You know, so ain't no time with it. You know, God, in other words, God can wait it out. He can wait it out. But now, this is what the word of the Lord says. He says that not one stone that y'all built this thing on won't be thrown down upon the other. Now the stone represents the thoughts of a person. It took a thought process to build that external building, right? Huh? And the same thing that it took to build it is going to destroy it. The same thing, because the stones are going to collapse on itself. Because you still got the mortgage. It's going to be some struggling along the way, because we don't know what the end is going to be. You see? We don't know. That, what did I tell y'all last night? Save your money. Didn't I tell y'all that? If this church, how can we help somebody if all we spend it fast as we get it in? Look, you know, it's a lot of things that we we got a whole place here. I don't need nothing else except some willing souls to come up in here and let's make use of that hundred. All them hundred computers up there that we got, all them classrooms we got up there with GED classes and all that. All our, we need some folk that want to go somewhere in life. Because we got what we need now. And guess what? It don't cost us nothing. Ain't that a blessing? Tell me about the favor of God. You can't talk to me about the favor of God. You see, the favor of God ain't got nothing to do with whether man wants you to have it or not. It's all about what God wants you to have. So Jesus, before he starts running down through here, he wants to get the record straight. Because these boys here, they naive. They leaders, but they naive. You understand what I'm saying? They're trying, they trying to show him some stuff that he ain't even concerned about. And I'm not either. I don't care nothing about that. Only thing I care about is building these spiritual houses. These here. I ain't concerned about nothing else. Nothing else. Don't even bring it to me. This. This. Verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the Mount of Olives is that place of the soul that's in sorrow. It's the oil press. 
the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us when shall these things be? See, now you got the ear now. And what shall be the sign of the of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now, you see, he's got their ear now. Now they want to know some things. And this is what Jesus said. First thing Jesus said in verse 4, y'all there? He said, take heed now, he said, you better listen to me now, that no man deceive you. I said he said, take heed, that no man deceive you. You see, just because we like somebody, we, we, we might allow them to deceive us. He said, don't let no man do it. Ain't that what he said? Hmm? That's what he meant, too. Now watch this. Go over here to Second Second Thessalonians 2, 3. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Still talking about this Antichrist. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Are we there? Because... This, this, this kind of knowledge here, you got to move line upon line, precept upon precept. Look what the word says. He said, let no man deceive you by any means. Same thing, right? But again, it goes on and adds some more to it. He said, by any means. See, we got to get, quit getting tricked. Huh? For that day. Now, what he's doing here, he's talking about the coming of the Lord. Because if you go back up here, you'll see. In verse 1 and 2, it says, Now we beseech ye, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. See, he's talking about, he's fitting to tell them something about that coming, see, and that us gathering unto him in what they call the rapture. Mm -hmm. He's trying to tell them something about it. See, because they were going around talking about the rapture that already happened. Watch what he says here. He said, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. In other words, he's saying, don't worry about that. That's what he's saying back then, right? He's saying, this is what I'm saying. He said, let no man deceive you by any means, because I'm going to show you what to look for. He said, for that day shall not come, except there be, or except there come a falling away first are falling away from the true eternal gospel. They've gone from the true eternal gospel to the look at your neighbor gospel. Oh yes they have. The people are dumber than they ever been in the word. I say in the word. But they're richer than they ever been too. Because they're the church of Laodicea. He said you think you're rich, but you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. <laughs> He said, you need to put some of this eye salve on your eyes so you can see and buy gold for me that's been tried in the fire, Revelation 3.18. I'm just telling you what the word says. He said, two things going to happen. First thing going to happen, there's going to be a falling away from the truth. That's why you got all these gypsy spirits out here now. They're running everywhere from sea to sea looking for a word, but they can't find it because, see, when they hear a word, they run from it. They wouldn't know a word if they heard a word. They got gypsy in them. And gypsies always drop fleas. That's why so much hell going on in the churches. Backbiting and all that kind of stuff. But we don't have that here. Praise God. I'll straighten that out real quick. 
straighten that out real quick. We got peace here. We're going to keep peace. The Bible said first there's got to be a falling away first. And then the second thing that we got to understand before Jesus comes to get us is that the man of sin is going to be revealed. That's the Antichrist. The son of perdition. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. And we're going to prove this in the scripture over this segment of series. All that will be proven. But it should have been proven right then because that should have been enough right there for you. Should have. It should have been. Because it's a whole bunch of churches tell you right quick that, well, we ain't going to be here when the Antichrist comes. That ain't what the Word says. It says, before we gather together unto him, two things going to happen. There's going to be a falling away, and, there's gonna, and the son of perdition, going to be the son of sin, which is the, son, the Antichrist, is going to be revealed. You got just got to be revealed. Hmm. I'm going to back it up with the Scriptures, because your theology has been wrong. I don't know what they've been teaching you, but it ain't biblical. I told you, when this gospel is preached, the end of the world is going to come, and Jesus is coming. Not just any gospel, but this one he said. It's in the Word. He specifically stated this gospel when it's preached. He specifically stated it. Right there in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. He specifically states, and this gospel. Y'all see it? Didn't you say P-H-I-S? This gospel is preached. Not just any gospel. There's a whole lot of them being preached. But when this one is preached in all the world and unto all nations, then shall he come. Now look back up here in verse 5 because he said take heed that no man deceive you by any means because we know because he done told us in Thessalonians that look two things got to happen now before I come to get you he said first thing got to happen now is going to be a falling away from the truth the gypsies are going to come out and they're going to be going all over the place running from one church to another but the Bible says you need to be under one shepherd. And hopefully that shepherd, he said, I'm going to bring up shepherds that's going to feed my flock. Because God is tired of his flock being, well, I'm one-liners as I call it. They're spiritually bankrupt. God said, yeah, malnutrition. With a hoop and a hype and a hawk. Malnutrition. But watch how deep this word go up in here. And then it's going to get deeper in the next session. And then deeper in the next session. Until you're going to reach a, a supernatural place. And you're going to say, oh my God. And you're going to see what God has been trying to get us to understand the whole time. First thing it says in verse 5. It said, for many. I'm talking about St. Matthew chapter 24 verse 5. For many shall come in my name. A bunch of them coming in the name of Jesus. And they're going to be saying, I am Christ. And say they're going to deceive many. <laughs> mm -hmm. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet come. We already know about wars and rumors of war. He said, don't, don't be troubled by that. You know, people are always talking about, well, what you think about the hate bill crime and all this crime? I don't think nothing about it. Well, what you think about this person? I don't think nothing about it because it's all ordained. What's going to be, going to be. Just ride with it. Just ride with it. 
Don't waste your time minding earthly things. Didn't he say that? Didn't he say, set your affections on things above and not on things of earth? So why are you trying to bring me down low and weight me down on something that ain't worth two cents? Why are you doing that to me? Watch the word. Verse 7. For a nation shall rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be, what kind? Famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places, various places. Watch the famines. Go to Amos 8, verse 11 and 12. See, we already know about the physical famines. You know, we already know that Texas is dried up. A whole lot of other places. Africa been dried up certain places. We already know about all that. But let's go to Amos. I want you to get some Amos, the 8th chapter, verse 11, 12, and 13. Uh, 11 and 12. I want you to get some understanding on this famine that he's talking about. See, you got to see this thing in the spirit realm. I teach spirit. I teach spiritual knowledge. I ain't got nothing left to give you because God is the spirit. Those that worship him got to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amos. Are we there in Amos? Everybody there? All right, look at Amos. Look what the book of Amos said. Amos, the eighth chapter, verse 11 and 12. And when he said, now I want you to look at your own life, because sure, I don't want you to be one of them. He said, behold, the day has come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. God said, he's going to send it, right? Aha. Uh-huh. See, God is the spirit. So whatever he sends, it's going to have a spiritual inclination to it. Watch it now. He said, but the family's not going to be a family of bread. That's a physical family. Nor of, uh, nor a thirst for water, he said, but of hearing the word of the Lord. See, that's what he's going to do. He's going to send a famine on the people so that they won't be able to hear the word of the Lord. He's going to sit, didn't, 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 uh, evangelist manly preachers, he say he's going to seal that thing up and they're going to give that book to the preacher and the preacher say, man, I don't know what he's saying. Because he's blind and the blind lead the blind. What they do? They both fall in the ditch. So instead of them building, putting, putting, building spiritual houses, they caught up on building brick and mortar. Oh, I know I'm telling the truth. I see it all the time. I get around pretty good. I see it. And I say, preachers, y'all got it all wrong. But you can't tell them jokers nothing. Because they, they can't hear. They're in competition. How many glad they had a house of death? Do I have to beat y'all over the head for money? Y'all don't even pay me yet, do you? But I do my job, don't I? Am I not here? There's got to be something mighty wrong for me not there. You know why? Because I'm a servant of God. Amen. I'm not a hireling. That's why I'm here. Because I care about your souls. You see, I'm concerned about whether you live or die. I'm concerned about that. See, what I got is way more valuable than big buildings and money. What I got. See, I done tapped into something way better than that. Now, don't get me wrong. I like to live nice. But that's just a fringe benefit of me putting that thing in its proper place. That's all that is. That's a fringe benefit. That's all it is. It ain't nothing else. Anytime that thing try to get up here on me, take it. 
I said, take it. Strip me. Anytime that thing try to get ahead of me, strip me, Lord, and put me back where I'm supposed to be because I done gone crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, behold, there's going to be a famine. And that famine, now here's where them gypsy spirits come in at. That famine, which they ain't going to be able to hear the words of the Lord. Look what they say, verse 12. And they shall wonder. This is what they're doing now. They're wandering from sea to sea, which is from spirit to spirit. Mm-hmm. And not only are they wandering, they're wandering from the north even to the east. One day, it's a conscious thing in their mind. Next thing, they're going inside trying to find God. See, they're wandering. They're they gypsies. You know, a gypsy can't stand still. They can't stand still. A gypsy can't. They're going to be wandering, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they ain't going to find it. Y'all see what the word of God is saying. It's right there in your face, and all I'm doing is pointing it out to you and revealing it to you so that you can look within yourself and look out at the condition. Not so much of the world. We know it's going to hell, but if you ain't careful, the church going to hell too. Most of us. Because judgment starts where? First. Oh, church folk don't like to tell, if you tell them. They, yeah, they got a place in hell for us too. Do you not know that? Church folk got to get an attitude. The old devil starts rising up. When you tell church folk, yeah, it's a place in hell for us too. Play with God if you want to. So I keep it real up in here. Play with him if you want to. God gets you up on your feet, then you go on your way. You won't make it back this time. That's a prophetic fact that I've just seen. And it's spoken in the atmosphere, and it will be. Don't play with God. Don't play. You won't make it back this time. While you're here, you better stay here or somewhere. But you better stay with God wherever you are. Because by now you ought to see your little old kibbles and bits ain't no good. By now you ought to know that. By now. By now you ought to know your little dreams and aspirations ain't worth two cents. If God don't sanction it, you ought to know that by now. Won't make it back this time since they all know they better listen. While you in this thing, you better stay with it. Stop playing with God. Because God's still in the killing business. I done told y'all that. And I ain't backing down off you. I'm going to tell you the truth about it. Because you need to hear the truth. So they're going to be looking for a word, but they ain't going to find it. And there are going to be pestilences. Mm, that's grievance. You a pestilence. There's something going to always be bothering you. I'm back over here in St. Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. Y'all hold y'all places because that's our main place. That whole chapter is our main place. But boy, it's going to be some work. But thank God for CDs. Because you can... <laughs> All you got to do is have sense enough to listen to them. Some folk ain't got sense enough to listen to them. <laughs> they, think, they think they got it all in one session because they used to 
Sunday morning worship. See, this thing real. You got to do this every day. Every time church door open, come to the assembly. That's why we keep getting taken out. Can't figure out what's wrong. You got a good home, keep it. Pestilences and earthquakes. Where? In various places. Look at Luke's 1940. Let me give you some understanding on earthquakes. Earthquakes always represent rocks, right? Because that's what happens when an earthquake comes, something will fall on you. Huh? Hey! Am I in the house this morning? Huh? Yeah, there's going to be an earthquake. Watch this. Hey, Lord. Look here. St. Luke 19, verse 40. Look what it says. They try to tell the people praising God to shut up, right? Because they don't want you praising Jesus. They don't mind you talking about Buddha. They don't even mind you talking about God. But when you start talking about Jesus, it's something about that name that just causes hell to open up and just go crazy. So they praising Jesus, Hosanna to the highest God and all that good stuff. And then they say, no, 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 shut up. We don't want to hear this. This Jesus thing. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I say, shut up. But who was it that was doing it? Church folk. Look at look look at that. Look it up, look up before then, you'll see it was the Pharisees. You know what the Pharisees mean? The word Pharisee means to wound and scatter. Don't the ones, that's the religious folk. Did you not know that the Pharisees still exist in leadership? Do y'all believe that? Oh, y'all don't believe that. House of Death, you believe? Who do you think over you? The Caiaphases. <laughs> Get out of order and see. <laughs> Stop paying your tithes and see. You'll find out. You get a visit. You start trying to do things God's way. You start telling them where they're going wrong at and what they're doing wrong. You start questioning them about some things that you know that ain't right with this work. And watch and see, won't you become the outcast? Now don't tell me. The only reason you ain't experienced it and you don't believe it because you ain't never challenged it. But let me tell you something. If you challenge it, you see what's you what's got you. You see, tell me. It's got to be this way. You care how good a man seems to be. If he's blind, he's still blind. If he's blind, he could still be a good man, still be a godly man, but he's still blind. And this word is to open our eyes up so we can see. Bible said, and he answered and said unto him, because he's saying, look here, rebuke your disciples, tell them not to be doing it. He said, look here, let me tell you something. He said, I tell you, Luke 1940. He said, I tell you, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Stone crying out. Why do you think there's so many earthquakes? Why do you think there's so many volcanoes? Why do you think it's so many tornadoes? Why do you think it's so many hurricanes? Because Jesus 
is being suppressed. So nature is crying out. There it is in the Word. If you stop praising God in the midst of the Word, you can praise Him all you want to in here, out there, then guess what? Nature is going to react. And that's why we got all these floods. And that's why we got all these earthquakes. And that's why it's going to speed up. That's why the earthquakes are getting stronger. That's why the tornadoes are getting more bountiful and more stronger. The hurricanes are getting more stronger. That's why all this stuff is going on. Nature is crying out to our infidelity with God. That's why Jesus said what he said. He said, look at here. If you don't praise God, not up in here, but out there. Because if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Well, how are you going to draw men unto God if you're not lifting him up? Except among your own peers, huh? The saved don't need to get saved no more. You need to take what you're getting and take it out there and give praise to God so Jesus can be lifted up so that he can draw. But because Jesus is not being lifted up, He's not able to draw the way he wants to draw in the spirit realm. So chaos on the earth is coming forth. The end of days. Verse 8 says, St. Matthew chapter 24 verse 8 says, And these are the beginning of sorrow. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You go out there in the world and start preaching Jesus, and they'll kill you. Because Islam is taking the forefront in all religion. Bible says they're gonna deliver you up and gonna kill you. Church folk, all them jumping over chairs, rolling on the floor. Did you hear what God just said that they're going to be delivered up and killed? And we up in there having church and don't know nothing about the kingdom or what we're going to have to be faced with. Because we're so caught up on this elementary stuff that preachers are preaching from the pulpit. And we think we're getting something. And y'all ought to be mad. You ought to be. How many of you are glad that you ain't where you were? Amen. It's a crying shame the way they done you. It's wrong. It's wrong. Say they're going to deliver you up. And gonna kill you for my name's sake. That ain't all they're gonna do with you. And watch this. Verse 10. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Watch this. Now, when they put the stomp down on you, like they're doing now, you can't talk about Jesus out there. That's gonna filter into the church. Because folk are gonna get afraid. See, a lot of churches don't even preach about Jesus no more. They don't even call his name no more. See, they, they got homosexual churches. 
They got lesbian churches. They got this kind of church. They got that kind of church. They got all kind of church. But when this gospel is preached, huh? Now all of them preaching the gospel, but it ain't this gospel. He said, when this gospel is preached, now, do y'all understand what I'm saying up in here now? Is it becoming more clearer? Because what's going to happen is that now many of them going to be offended because they begotten fear in them. Like we said that night, God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound mind. See, now, when fear comes into the church and they hear the word of God, now, they came in here with the spirit of fear because of what clergy done told them and what they think about clergy. See, they're fearful to hear the true word of God. So what they do is they get fearful and they begin offended when they hear the word of God. Now they begin to betray you to them. Then they start hating one another. Galatians 2, verse 4 and 6. This is what they do. See, this is how you learn. Can't learn nothing hooping and hollering. You need to learn. You need to know what's in this book. This book is a roadmap to your life. Galatians 2, verse 4 and 6. Galatians 2, verse 4 and 6. See, it ain't about no prestige. Don't nobody care nothing about that. That's what Jesus was trying to tell them about that deal. And I don't care nothing about that. I care about your soul. Your soul raggedy. And you hollering about a new building. This temple. And your soul raggedy. Galatians. 2, verse 4 and 6. And because of false brethren unaware brought in, who came in probably to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they may bring us where? In abundance. The they want to take you back to that old religion. Oh no, this is how you do it. No, this is how you do it. The word of God. But it says, to whom we gave place by subjection, no. In other words, we didn't pay them no attention. That's the truth of the gospel might continue in you. But of these who seem, look what Paul is saying here, but of these who seem to be somewhat, that's some Pharisees that he was talking about, them, them, you know, the big time preachers, you know, all that. Those that y'all think is this and that, the Jakeses and all of that, that that's what Paul talked about. Look what Paul said. He said, whatsoever they were, it made no matter to me. In other words, I don't care what they seem to be, for they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. Ain't none of them never added no knowledge to me. I, none of them. Matter of fact, they showed me just, you still in first grade. But you got 50,000 people in first grade with you. Or in kindergarten, because you always got to be a grade high. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, I hope I struck a nerve. Did I hit, did I stick a spike up under somebody? I hope I did. Cause see them y'all heroes, ain't mine. Jesus mine. Amen. Old boy got mad at me the other day. Cause I, uh, white boy. He talking about Billy Graham. He look at Billy Graham like he's a god. 
I said, let me tell you something. Billy, man, if you read Billy's history, Billy, Billy, Billy does some things he had no business doing. Just like any other man, just like any other preacher, you'd be stupid. Well, he didn't want to talk to me no more. But fine. He got offended. He's one of them that gets offended and will betray you. No, he don't want to hear the truth. I like Billy too, but Billy ain't God. Billy's just a man. And any man is subject to make a mistake. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear nothing about no man. Because Jesus said, look at here, I know man. Matter of fact, I made him. I don't want to hear nothing about it. I don't want to hear nothing about how good no man is and this and that. I don't care nothing about that. All of it's going to be taken down. Every He said, they ain't adding nothing to me. So now when I turn them on the TV, I get sick. I turned on about five channels this morning, just got sick and sick and sick. I like the puke. Religious channel. Ain't got nothing. Same old thing. Ain't no revelation, ain't nothing. Seems to me like God is ought to be dropping some new bread from heaven. I don't know about y'all, but y'all ought to get tired of eating stale bread. Same old thing. Strike up the organ. All right, look here. Look at the word. I'm just speaking truth here. Verse 11 says, For a minute, mm-hmm. I got about two more scriptures. I mean, well, I got about two more here, but I'm going to go a few more places. But we're going we're to cap it up because I'm going to cut it off at verse 15 because verse 15, this abomination of desolation, that's when we're going to get into the supernatural stuff. It's very deep. Verse 11 says, And many false prophets shall rise and going to deceive many. Now you can be a false prophet and not know it now. And because iniquity shall abound, which it has, the love of many going to wax cold. Because people get offended when you preach truth to them. Like, like I always use that example, you know, when you're playing in the sand and then I'm going to take mine and go home. Now, you can't play with me no more because I'm mad at you and I'm taking my toys and you can't play with my toys no more because I'm going over yonder. You can't play with me no more because now I'm mad at you. Why? Because you told me the truth about my old crazy self. It was all right as long as you were preaching to everybody else, but when you hit me, you were wrong then, see. Because you hit me with the bomb. See, you hit me in the head with that ball pin hammer that you be talking about. Ping! That thing will wake you up or knock you out or knock you out and bring you back to sleep or bring you back awake. Awoke. But look here. It says, And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Second Timothy 4. Second Timothy 4, verse 3 and 4. Many false prophets. Look what they're going to do. Second Timothy 4, verse 3 and 4. Over there. I'm going to keep rolling. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. Look what it says. First verse, verse 2 says, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Don't make no difference. Preach it. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, preach this thing. Don't make no difference whether they want to hear it or not. Preach it anyway. That's in season, out season. For the time will come when what? They will not endure. What kind of doctrine? Sound teaching. See, there'll come a time when they won't endure it. 
But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They're going to they're gonna vote in preachers that, they, that tell them what they want. Yeah, that's what they do. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fable. Ain't that what, ain't that what they, Jesus said? going to be many false prophets? Storyteller. Yeah. Storyteller. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Don't do it. <laughs> Storyteller. Good man, though. Y'all leave my man alone. Lay down, man. But, storyteller. Fable tellers. Eh? Fable. Fable okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay. Look at verse 13. It says, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 12, 5. Go to Jeremiah 12, 5. You got to endure to the end. Jeremiah 12, 5 goes something like this. If you haven't been able to contend with the footman, if you've been wearied by the footman, how in the world are you going to contend with the horses when the true power at this end time come at you? That's what it's saying. Jeremiah. Ain't that what it said? Jeremiah 12, 5. See, if you can't contend with them little bitty demons, them footmen, that you always hollering about, woe at me. How you going to roll with the big boy? Hmm? How you going to do it? How are we going to roll with the big boys? But look at the word. Hebrew, because we talk about whosoever endure to the end shall be saved. Hebrew 3, 6. Hebrews. I know we're going through a bunch of scriptures in this in this series, but we got to do it, people. You gotta be, I gotta get you there. I gotta get you where you need to be. Gotta get you there. Gotta get you there. That's what's wrong now. Church lazy. They want to sit back and hear some old preacher pop off at the mouth. Struggle up the organ and all that old crazy stuff. Let's get some word in. Let's get, let's, let's get something. Let's get something that's going to feed us and do us. Something we can, something we can meditate on and, and eat on. You know, I give you a good thing to eat on the plate. You can eat and put some up and then come back and get you some more. You know what I'm saying? Buffet. But you got to eat everything. You got to eat some of everything. You can't... Go down through that picking and choosing. You know, you gotta get a little longer. Alright. Hebrew 3. Hebrew 3 6. Over there. Watch what the word say. Talking about enduring to the end. Shall be saved. But Christ as a son over his whose house? Own house. Whose house? Or who? So we his house, right? If. Uh oh. Now go that word if. Biggest word in the dictionary in the universe. If that bullet had to hit me in my head, I'd still be alive. If, but Christ has a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. He that endure to the end shall be saved. That's the only way we're going to be a partaker of Christ if we hold out from the beginning to the end. That's what it says, right? That's word. That's word. Now, go on down here. Because he's talking to saved people here now. 
Look at verse 12, 13 and 14. Look here. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing. That means they were there once. Departing from the living God. You see it? But exalt one another. What kind? Daily. While it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we, here's what I want you to understand. For we are made partakers of Christ. If, that old word is if again. We hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the what? Whosoever endure to the end shall be saved. That's the word of God, ain't it? So you can't get saved today and talk about I'm going to put it on cruise control like some of them folk tell you. Once saved, always saved. No, you got to press your way according to this word. I'm just talking about this word now. Because I can take you over here in Revelation where it say, now look, if, to him that overcometh, I will not blot his name out of the book of life. In order to get in the, the book of life, you got to be saved. But if you don't overcome during the process of your salvation, then he said, I'm going to blot you out. That's word now. So don't take no chances on theological doctrine. Just don't take no chance. I don't care what you believe. Let me just say this. Just stay with God. Amen. Don't take chances. You know what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? You want to believe what you want to believe, but just don't take no chances with God. You know, if you if you want to believe, then be saved today, tomorrow. You know, but these these signs shall follow those that believe. See, some things follow us if we believe. I mess up your theological doctrine now. I hurt you up in here. Because everybody come up in here from another place. Did all y'all, right? And every one of y'all had to learn all over again, didn't you? Right. What God was saying, not what the preacher was saying. Every one of you didn't. The ones that could take it. Now, some of them couldn't take it. They had... <laughs> but... <laughs> because it's hard to break that stuff. That you've been in it all your life. And it's easier to stay in it and die in it than it is to grow higher. <laughs> Popeye, we'll help you. You can do it. All right. And then he goes on and he says, and this gospel, and I'm close. Boy, that was good. We're right on time. And this gospel, verse 14, of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness. This gospel. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. This gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all, not some, but all nations. And then, after this gospel is preached, shall the end come. I'm going to tell you one more time. We're the ones that are holding up Jesus from coming. Because we're not preaching this gospel. It's our fault. It's our fault. We as the body of Christ are the reason for the season that we're in. This thing could have been capped up a long time ago. He left it in our hands, didn't he? Didn't he say when this gospel, who you think going to preach it, him? No. <laughs> now ask yourself now, who do you think? The man done died. Going back to glory, left us with it, gave us the Holy Spirit to take us through. Now he said, now go 
and preach this gospel in all the nations, because everybody got a hidden sight, the dead and the alive. We already done went through that, because the scripture declares it. Now, he said, when you do what I tell you to do, then I'll come back and get you. Ain't that what he said, sister? We're the one holding it up. We got all this technology. Man, we take a satellite beam in on a dime. We even know where the pygmies are now. And we got somebody who know how to speak Swahili where they understand it. So, it ain't the fact that we're not getting it out there. It's the fact that we're not getting this out there. And he ain't gonna come, so we prolonging our agony. We like a dog chasing his tail. We stir crazy. We running all around the church, banging our old big heads, looking stupid. And God has said, "When y'all gonna get real with this thing and get this thing like it's supposed to get? Because where's my power?" He said, "These signs shall follow you." They shall speak in new tongue, not blah, 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 but a new tongue. Any man being Christ, he's a new creature. That means that old things have passed away, including his conversation. He's got a new way of talking now. He shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. He shall take up serpents and drink poison, and it won't hurt him. What that means by... You can take up that serpent, that whispering enchanter, and you can drink poison. You can receive, that word drink means to receive. You can receive things into your mind that won't destroy you. Why? Because the Spirit of God is working inside of you. The power. See, we ain't got no power. When I say we, I'm talking about the whole body. I, I can't exclude the foot from me. You understand? See, we're all in this together, right? We, we, but, but, but we're running out of a handicapped body. Because what you got is, 10% of the body is at work. But the rest of it is handicapped. So what we got? Jesus got, how do you think Jesus is going to come back for a handicapped body? Come on, man. Every church you go to, what you, this is a special church here, though. This little bit of crew here, just about everybody go to work. And I mean, y'all, I'm, I'm just, y'all just mess me up. Y'all tear me up, man. I mean, y'all some good folk, man. Y'all jokers just go and just attack the situation. Don't grumble. I remember when we went to, took that tractor trailer load a couple months up to Kentucky. And we stood out there, when we was down there at that Kroger store, whatever that store was, we stood out there in that rain that morning picking up all of them boxes of food and stuff, and it just rained and rained. And my people, all y'all, were just, ain't nobody grumble, ain't nobody soaking wet. I'm talking about a downpour, I ain't talking about drizzle. I'm talking about rain. And them jokers, man, and I'm just back in the background, and I'm looking at these jokers, I'm waiting on them to go crazy and, 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 and mutiny. I'm waiting on them to go mutiny on me, right? But ain't nobody said nothing. They just... Ain't nobody said nothing. That's what I knew what I had. That's what I knew. That's what I know for sure. That I got a powerful group. And everything that come up in here got to be powerful or wanting that power. 
See, church folk can't come up in here and deal with this, see? Because they ain't going to understand the level of the knowledge that we are. They just ain't going to understand it. They can't. Because their minds are closed to it. But if you just open up your mind. See, he said, you got to come in by the door into the what fold? Sheepfold. And what was the sheepfold? That was the palace that opened itself up to the spirit. That's the sheep. That's this. You see, that's the only way Jesus can come up in here and give you a revelation of power is that you open this here up to the spirit realm. See, it's in the spirit realm, people. It's not in church. It's in the kingdom. The church ain't nothing but the inner sanctuary of your soul. It's that avenue, sister, where you enter in into the kingdom of God within you. We stopped at the church. We never entered in. And my job is to bring forth the new day of true kingdom to get us back to where God told us to go in the beginning. He did not tell us to go to the church. He said, go to the, he said, be the church. But go into the kingdom through the church. Through. It's an avenue. You got a church. It's a road that leads to the kingdom of God that's inside. I can't put it no clearer. Any questions? Let's stand. Deacon, y'all, uh, if you would, y'all take up the office.